0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: I'm already messing up here with Big J Okerson. What are you doing? Do you need headphones? He's wearing headphones. <laughs> Nailing them. I already covered it. Good timing. I love Bush. Nice ear protector. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big J Okerson. He's at Laugh Boston tonight and tomorrow night, right? Yeah, yes indeed. One th- show tonight, two tomorrow. Two tomorrow. You can go to laughboston.com, uh get tickets, check it out there. Uh thank you very much for coming in and sure. the the remnants of the snowstorm we're having here and uh <laughs> it's your birthday tomorrow, is that right? It is, yeah. 42. Getting there. Okay. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 42? Going to be 42 tomorrow.
2: Wow. 77. Seems crazy. Damn. Yeah, seventeen-year-old daughter. It's all weird.
1: Oh, your daughter's seventeen. I know you yeah. mentioned her a lot. And so she's seventeen right. now. Yeah, none of that sounds right when I say it. <laughs> <Yeah. that loud. laughs> seventeen.
2: I'm forty-two. Yeah, Still if you traveling. take that,
1: if someone's just tuning in now, that sounds
2: pretty bad. I, guess. I don't know how many other forty-two-year-olds are walking around an airport every weekend with a PlayStation Four in their backpack, <laughs> 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 just waiting to right. go get on the road and hope the
1: TV hooks up in the hotel room. Are you Are you one of the uh, folks who likes to celebrate the birthday like? All week or all month long, like it's my birthday, y'all. We're gonna go pony rides and wear matching vests.
2: You're thinking of uh, female black teenagers. Oh. No, this is, uh,
1: <laughs> <Jesus>.
2: <laughs> no, this is, uh, I, oh. I, try to, I try to celebrate it as much as possible. I try to lay low. <laughs> I know if, uh, we do anything for my birthday, I have to pay for it. So, <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds <laughs> like a what. great birthday. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm taking, like, uh, you know, my daughter, her mom, my girlfriend, stuff like that. Like, I'm gonna have to pay for it. And then if you go out with my successful friends,
1: they'll they'll often pick it up. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I wish I had some of those. That'd be great. I just want them to stop myself. Like, not die. I don't want, like. I don't want to die. I just want the birthdays to stop. <laughs> you yeah. just want to skip over the day. <laughs> yeah. I just how want to. I'm 50. 50. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't guess you
2: at 50 either. Well, really? Thank you, Jay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can get some drinks later. Look at us looking
1: fantastic. I know, huh? <laughs> hey, how are, are you?
2: Are we Are we hooking up? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just wish they would... I don't even like to celebrate my birthday anymore. It's me either. If it's up thing. to me, I'd rather just lay low and not right. mention it at all. But, you know... Maybe treat myself with, you know, some yeah. kind of, you know, something special. Like, uh, you know, a low and brow. <laughs> or something like that. Just treat it like a real special occasion. Or like something... Know. I like things that are age-appropriate. It goes, every
2: birthday, I go get a six-pack of Tab Cola. And I... <laughs> s- Room temperature. A, yeah,
1: a Swanson uh, TV dinner... <laughs> Oh yeah, with the raspberry tarts. Yeah, treat yourself real special. There. I've got a
2: projection television and uh, a <laughs>
1: laser disc player. Yeah, successful oh. when
2: oh, successful at the age that I should have been successful stuff.
1: <laughs> I still buy all those things. What what's um, can you remember your best birthday ever?
2: Hmm. Best birthday ever. Nope. <laughs> I don't <think> I can. <laughs> oh My god. Uh, I mean, I, there's some memorable ones and I think my 40th birthday, I'm pretty sure it was my 40th that Ari Shafir yeah, Shaffir. He um, showed up on my podcast with a lockbox. Uh, it was my present, he said, and I was like, wow, this is... He goes, you have to open it on the show, though. And he always... It's funny. His point of reference on the music... He thinks, first of all, we've had... It took a long time of our friendship from understanding that I like music across the board. I have... My iPod has Slayer and Phantom yes. of the Opera soundtrack original score
1: so like, oh yeah that's right yeah you know, it's like all over the place banner of the opera hardo original uh, score only yeah 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 <laughs> yeah well
2: michael uh michael crawford yeah <laughs> i only watched the original casts but um no it goes all over but in his mind that uh he relates the music i like to one band only which i am a, a casual not even fan wouldn't be the right word of. Like, I acknowledge they have a couple of good songs. Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. A, I'm not a good band, but like yeah. it's never been like my, one of the bands I've drawn to. But he loves the name Avenged <laughs> Sevenfold so much that he always used that as reference. And when I opened the card on my 40th birthday on the show with the Creek in the Cave in, in Long Island City, New York, packed room, uh, the, the lock combination was my birthday, and before I opened the box, he goes, well, you got to open the card first. And he goes, hey, I know. I was able to pull some strings. And uh, I know how much you love Avenge Sevenfold. So I was able to get an early copy of their new album. And then uh, I put the code in the lockbox. And I unclipped the hooks. And I opened it, I don't think, even like a half an inch before it destroyed the room as he took a dump in the box. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brought it with him on oh, the train. Oh, with, <laughs> Smell-proof box. Right. Lock but box. Oh, that's good. What smell-proof does, though, is it really makes what's happening in there. Like, like ferment? We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it builds oh, up. It gets God. pretty serious. And it cleared a three-room, two-floor comedy club restaurant in
1: Oh, restaurants. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: a problem. <laughs> it was a whole ordeal. It cleared the whole place out super quick. And they had to, like, shut down business for <gasps> the night. It was oh, crazy. Did everybody but,
1: pay first though? Everybody paid already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay, that's right. so.
2: <laughs> Um, But yeah, that's uh, so that's a more memorable one. But for the most part, now I kind of like, I've kind of like try to get past them usually. Or I've been on the road a lot for them yeah. and stuff, so it's never like a really uh let's all get together and go to dinner
1: group f- uh, friend experience. All right.
2: And well, who wants that anyway now?
1: I don't want that anymore. Yeah. don't even acknowledge it. My Party. wife's like, what do you want for your birthday? I just want to be left alone.
2: Yeah, even things Just where, leave me alone. Even like guy where it's like, ah, oh, dude, it's your birthday. So go to the strip club. Like, that sounds even worse. <laughs> you want me to know, on my birthday to go pay women to pretend to like me? <laughs> right. Although there's always... The good thing about going to a strip club with a lot of people, I rarely... I mean, I've gone two times in the past 20 years, I think. But like... Is going as there still? I feel like it's inevitable. There's always one person you're with who comes over and, and buys the nonsense that they say to you. Like, I'm gonna go in the back with this girl. She said, like, she thinks I'm really hot and she wants to take me in the back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bet, dude. Yeah, she said I was really hot 10 minutes ago,
1: and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> Why don't I hold your wallet for you while you go do that? <laughs> yeah, see, I'll yeah, take this 20, <laughs> you know, you'll be all right, man. I was at a, the my bachelor party ended up at a place, it was in Richmond, Virginia, it's called the Red Light Inn. Yeah. And in Richmond, they had a rule where you had to serve food. if you strip, A strip club had to serve food. So it seems like an odd rule. I know. It's, it's <laughs> kind of strange, right? But their their buffet was like a thing of French fries and grilled cheese sandwiches that had been there since 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, kind of just. And Eef. this uh, one girl got up there, and she's dancing. And she was a little bigger. And she had kind of like bondage equipment on, so things were kind of popping out here and there. And so she comes over, and I give her, you know, I give her a dollar. And my friend goes to my friend; he does the same thing. Next friend over gives her a dollar. My the guy at the end of the line takes the menu; they had a menu, and Jeez. gives it to her. <laughs> she punched him right in the face. Really? Yeah. And then we had to leave shortly after that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Was, they're always going to take the girl's side on that. Yep. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Ain't you that well, the
2: crime you, of it all? You worked. What, you, were you a bouncer in a strip club? I would, no, not at a strip oh. club. Bouncer is such the wrong word. Driver, I guess, technically. <laughs> but I was supposed to be protection for the girls at, at bachelor parties. So I would drive right. versus going to a strip club. I was the guy who would drive them like to the hotel in Atlantic City or something where like they would dance there. And you, I think you'd be a little more raunchy in that situation. Right, too. yeah.
0: Did
1: you have a to very, hold all the ones? Very
2: seedy world, yeah. I did have to hold all the ones. It was a... Uh, very seedy world that very quickly I realized I mean by the second day I did it, I was like, Oh, I'm just a fat kid who never gets chicks who's just thought I'd be cool to get paid to like watch this girl get naked and then the vision of like, oh, then I'm I'm gonna drive her home, she's probably gonna be all horned up and where's she gonna turn that direction? Never happened once until <laughs> the only time it happened was the first girl that I ever drove was a uh, you know, her fake name was Candace. I always remember that. She was so beautiful. Such a cute, like beautiful. the wrong word. She's like hot, like hot young girl, killer but tan. I, these are things I remember about her. It's like, <clears> like, <throat> ar- like bright red hair she had, and just a really good-looking girl. And this, and the guys at the party were so into her and so excited when she showed up. And then she did so. And how much you put aside of like your own morals, maybe the wrong word, but just your own like ideals of what's cool or great in the world. Was well, she did a trick where I'm gonna word this. Yes, Uh, please use medical terms only. (laughs) She would take, it it was a a thing she goes, give me $5, $10, or $20, and whatever it is, if it's a $5 bill, no matter what, she rolls rolls it up into a a tube. Uh Uh-huh. And essentially puts it, yeah. So (laughs) she essentially, actually she's going to do what you think with it, but really she just puts her fingers, she holds it like a cigarette basically between her fingers and just Uh holds it there. Oh, okay tip of her fingers for $5. Oh, a
1: little okay. a little further <laughs> into the No no, yeah. bumps, but only yeah. only
2: in between the two fingers. Okay. And then like a little further and down to the finger. Never goes anywhere pornographic. We'll say technically on her body. But everyone would give the $20 to get no close then you take it out with your you take that of her fingers with mm-hmm. your teeth. Right. And everyone gave 20 cuz you're like, "Well, this gets me closer somehow," but like you're not any closer. That at all, I mean, if you can't deep throw a dollar bill, then <laughs> check your gag reflex. Something's wrong with you. And uh, and I remember when that was happening. It's such a. Even describing it now, you're like, ugh, what a murky, ugly situation. Oh, yeah. But at the time, I was like, she's brilliant. Yeah, she's an artist. <laughs> she's brilliant. Look at her. Wow. Look at her work in this room. I love the way she controlled it. And then when I was driving her home, she. Uh, we stopped at like a Seven Eleven or something. She bought herself flowers there. I remember. And I go, what do you buy? What are these for? And she goes, well, I think after a long night of work like this, I always buy myself flowers because someone should, right? I deserve flowers. Oh my god! And I Jay. was like, yeah, I'm gonna cry oh. now. And then I, and then of course, and then of course, also the drive home, the whole like, you know, well, when my boyfriend stops beating me, I'll eventually get my kids oh back my from god. social, sir. So all oh that god. nonsense. <laughs> oh like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And the next day, I knew where she lived at that point, probably creepily to her, in hindsight, as a 19-year-old I was at the time, was uh, I got flowers and brought them to her house, and she opened the door, and I did like the... I go, you do deserve flowers, but somebody else should get them for and I gave them, and she was like, oh, it's so sweet. (sighs) Never worked with that girl again for... You know, because it was just like they'd go different companies and whatever. Right. By luck of the draw, I didn't end up with her again for a couple years, and then two years or so in the comedy... I took that job because I was like, you can work around comedy. I can do whatever I want. And two years or so later, one night, I mean, it was like a phone, like a yellow page. I was like, I need to get some work. I was like, maybe I'll see if any of these companies are looking for drivers right now. So I call. This guy lives in like an apartment complex, a few over from where I lived in South Jersey. And he's like, yeah, come on over. And uh, I have some girls you could drive tonight. Take I go, great. I go over to his place. Weird, like limited furniture, but a lot of weightlifting and bodybuilding trophies. Mm. And he was one of those guys, like, (laughs) wearing the tank top where, like, ties on top of the shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, it was just the whole, the look was there. Yeah, He goes, you're going to be driving this hot Asian girl and my cousin. I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) Asian girl comes out, hot indeed. Uh, The other girl comes out, his cousin, is that girl Candace. But two years of whatever uh, abuse of herself just looked like it fell apart. And I drove him to a show, and now the guys are like a complete 180. Now the guys are doing like, a, who brought this girl? This girl looks sickly, and they're going through all that. And, uh, and then we went back to that guy's house to wait for another gig to come in, and it was just me and her there, and that was the only thing. She was like, so... We have some time here. If you want to like do something, and I was like, "Ha!"
1: She didn't. Re- Did she remember who you were?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it was well, one of those. Oh, okay. like, but she was uh, like, "We have a little time here," and I was like, "Oh man, you wow. aged not, like a president." Not <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You, you, and you turned it into a John Hughes movie at first. A couple of I years ago, It was like, so in. You deserve flowers because <laughs> you're, you're very special. Now you're like, oh boy,
2: yeah. I was like, You don't deserve flowers. You need a stint in rehab and maybe a different cousin to oh help
1: you yeah, Use that it's, time it's, it's driving
2: gross. them around to like work out material on them. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your boyfriend, but hey, I bought a computer. <laughs> it took me so many years removed from it <laughs> to even have jokes about it because like it was such a. It was either depressing that job uh, or scary right then you get into situations also where again you walk in and it's like 15 guys and yeah it's like, just you and sometimes yeah. i said it can go either way sometimes you walk in and i'm a big guy so I, i'd walk in sometimes and the, and the dudes right away you could see like like i bet nobody messes with you you're a big guy and you'd be like right <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you
1: walk in and it's like guys like
2: they just sent you and you're like <sighs> yeah, yeah and they're
1: like marines or something. Not or, lacrosse team all, yeah. or something like that you know some professional, like professional bodybuilders. Yeah, and that on.
2: same company, uh, one of those companies, uh, would also send me out to, during the day to dress up at kids' birthday parties.
1: Wh- as like wait, what? Elmo and... A serious? Bird and stuff. Yeah. The
2: same day. But I don't know if we ever did the same day. That's I should think about That'd that. would be great
1: if you wore the Elmo suit with <laughs> the, the girls gig, yeah. and you walked in. We wrote a script a long time ago where that was like
2: one of the things that you bring the girls to a kids' party. Oh. And and I think we wrote and they were wonderful with the children. <laughs> like like the, the kids loved them. But um, that was a weird. But it was funny because I was also his. I was last on this guy's list of everything because he had people working for him forever. So I always got the gig in the bad neighborhood or the it sounds shady. I brought a a black and Puerto Rican stripper, two girls, one black, one Puerto Rican, to a very clearly white supremacist biker party in the oh middle of God. like a log cabin somewhere. It was just like it just all seems so bad. Uh, but the kids' parties. Also, give me the gigs nobody else wanted, so I was going into... The white like, supremacist kids' parties? No, no, okay. no, the opposite. The black people wondering, who's this fat white kid showing up with a trash bag full of poorly constructed outfit? <laughs> oh. I've been asked by uh, a, a 12-year-old kid with cornrows, uh, if I'm the real Elmo, why am I wearing Nikes? It's a solid question. <laughs> yeah, it's a question that deserves an answer, kid. I didn't have for uh, him.
1: Smart kid, yeah.
2: Uh, I had my uh, sleeves Uh, The outfit rolled up and screamed Elmo's white at a party, which really, uh, that set some people off, made a kid cry. Yeah. Wow. They were just as bad. Yeah. The whole job is uh, just a seedy world. Yeah. (laughs) Home delivery, anything is a seedy world. Yeah.
1: So I guess, like, opening for corn must have been pretty tame. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Overall.
2: You know, so many, not so much even doing, like, the kids' parties, I guess to some degree, but starting. I started off doing comedy in the all-black Comedy circuit too, which was great. It was such a cool place to do it at. It was interesting, you know, different things work. I pandered. I did everything, like, you know, made all the mistakes you can make. But it's such like a, things like that, dude, kind of prepare you for a situation. When I'm out there with like, by the time I'm going in front of corn, in front of, I think this first tour was like thousand Cedars. It was a small. Yeah. It was called the Ballroom Blitz tour. They just did small places everywhere, and which was a cool way to start because I can control that room one with comedy, but two, it was just like I mean. They're here to have a good time, you know. What I mean, like it's not like there's no danger here necessarily. the right, like, yeah. Worst that could happen is like it goes whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean, then when I did like the the mayhem fest, which was like the big amphitheaters right. and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. And that was more like uh, it was just like an easier, much easier uh, on situation because I said it's like, you know, even performing for ten people in an empty comedy club, and it goes good, and they'd be like, "Man, how are you able to get it up for that?" I go, "They they were excited to hear comedy, <laughs>
0: like right, yeah. like
2: when the crowds are ready to hear comedy it doesn't matter how many people are there." I've had packed houses that were, like I said, like in the beginning stages of those tours before they realized what was happening I mean, to the audience. No one knew me. So, for the mo- and if they did, like, you know, if th- three, if a if hundred people knew me and 25,000 people, yeah. it's not going to resonate. <laughs> and most people were just like, did this fat roadie just grab a microphone and start insulting my <laughs> wife? Did you do crowd <laughs> work at those shows? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: really? Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: right away. I, I especially the, the, The small rooms, I was able to do it and jokes kind of like mix them in pretty well. By the amphitheaters, I was like, there's just no way to control them. It's so many people in these things. And then the first times I'd go on stage, we're on the small stages too. So that's just standing in a parking lot on a stage that they're like, you know, where's Hate Breed? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, in a second, guys. (laughs) What's, uh, who's this dork? You know, I'm just trying to go around. And, uh, but I. I got cool with the camera guys in the main rooms, ultimately, to have them, like, I would kind of just go out there and pitter through, like, hyping them up, like, guess who's coming up still on the stage, you know, still have Rob Zombie and Cory, and they'd go nuts, and then start talking, hey, where's the kid I was talking to outside earlier with the, hey, did you see boobs yet, kid, how's that going for, (laughs) and then they go, and then just, like, if you go with somebody, the camera guys started, like, we'd wait for somebody to sort of heckle, you know, get off the stage, whatever, or start trying to chant a band name or something. And then I'd have the camera guys put them up on the screen there. Oh, really? And if you torch somebody like that, <laughs> oh, nobody man. else wants that to happen. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> They fall in line quick. But it's such like, it is like a, it's such a tightrope walk because I've, people go, oh, it's really cool the way you're able to control that. I go, buddy, they're just sheep. It's one microphone. <laughs> <if> one <laughs> If one guy in the audience had a microphone, I was like, no, this guy sucks. They'll just start chanting that I suck. They, don't, they just want to be led. <laughs> at a concert, like, concert mentality is so, like, tell us what's great. Like You know what I mean? No one really... Most people don't hate a concert threat unless they go in hating it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. want to kind of enjoy it, you're there to enjoy yourself. So, like, nobody wanted that to, like, come down. <laughs> come I just, down I just
1: wonder, like, someone goes, like, who's this... Like you said, like, who's this guy? And yeah. then they get, like... They get crazy. Like we just want to see music. We don't. We didn't come here to see you talk or anything. I mean, was there ever a situation where you were just like, "I got to get off the stage. Someone's going to kill me"? Or
2: no i I went in in Florida, which is a bizarrely more racist place than I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the bath salts. It's a very
2: racist place. <laughs> yeah, but I was on stage there, and uh clearly, like white supremacist, you know, like Nazi swastika tattoos, and like a big <sighs> group of them, kind of in the pit area. And they were the ones that first, you know, I was like, get off the stage. So I went at them a bunch and didn't overthink it. You know, I just kept going, and the crowd was loving it. And I think I moved away from them at one point, point. and I said at the end, that I was like, hey, later on, for these guys, you know, when, when, you're, uh, when you're beating up a gay kid later because you don't want to deal with the fact that you want to kiss him and your friends are going to judge you, <laughs> oh. I go,
0: you're
2: going to think about this guy right here. And then, as I said after every show, I then go, Hey, if anybody wants, I'm uh, over, oh, over be hanging sh- up by my CD.
1: Signing my CDs <laughs> over here. Right over there. Right. Bring your blackjack. Uh,
2: and man, they, <laughs> I was standing by that little booth and I saw them coming up and it was like, you know, smoking a cigarette. I may have even been on the phone and been like, ah. I'm oh, like, no. Yeah. And they're walking and you're like, I'm not, not going to run yet, but like, let's see. They, they weren't rushing towards me, but they were walking towards for sure. And I said, uh, I always describe it as security got involved. Uh, seven seconds before I was gonna have to about face and just haul ass out of there <laughs> because I was going There was a lot of them and they were coming like definitely. Like they kicked them all out, but it was a. Uh, that was about the stickiest it's ever gotten. I've been in weird fights from comedy, but it's it, they're all stupid. Well, sports. you do a lot
1: of crowd work. I imagine someone takes a run at you. It's never
2: even from that so much. It's just like people being like rude or or you know messing up and being kicked out. Like I, I'm one of the few. Things in the world only that I'm like good at is like keeping composure in that situation with someone. Someone's like irate, and I have a microphone, and I'm like, so they're saying whatever, and I'm saying what I'm saying much louder and more concise and funny. Hopefully, it makes them furious, and then they want to go outside. <laughs> but it's like staying calm is what gets people that upset. If I was like screaming too, it's everyone kind of goes their own way. The problem is like, yeah, yeah. so. When they're getting angry, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, wait outside, buddy. I'll be out there in 15 minutes with, I guess, everyone who works here, and like, <laughs> right. we're never gonna get to each other, so let's right. not do this." But yeah. people have a hard time understanding
1: that. <laughs> I heard uh, you and uh, Dan Soder talking on the bonfire about the uh, Def Leppard Motley Crue tour. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, that's coming here to Fenway Park. Mm. And I love
2: doing base- the baseball stadium. Yeah, I
1: know. I, I, the, the Cathedral of Baseball, that is Fenway Park, <laughs> and that place is just going to get ruined. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they usually have, like, James Taylor, who's actually going to be there a week before. Yes. Really? Yeah, I think so. Or, yeah, or just a like a Simon and Garfunkel
2: reunion. Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah, Paul well,
1: McCartney. Well, it goes um, it goes. Uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison, and Joan Jett, and then uh, it's the Mega Green Hello Day. Tour. Green yeah, Day. Five days later. Weezer and Fall Out Boy. And then a couple days later, I think it's Billy Joel. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like go out there and ask people the same questions at each show and like see the yeah. different answers. <laughs> like that's a, oh we're
2: doing so much between broadcasting. Like uh, we're gonna do a live broadcast, but I I told everybody I go we are going to that stadium that day because oh, we're yeah. gonna be twenty comics deep at least. Are so <laughs> excited for this show, oh. not just for the fact that. We will make all the jokes you want, and there's a zillion to make about Motley Crue and all those things. But there's going to be 15 songs over the course of that concert that you're going to be like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for yeah. That.
1: yeah. I
2: remember I did that Ship Rock. I, I perform in these heavy metal cruise ships sometimes. Like, it's a yearly thing they do. And I've done a couple of them, and one of them was like Limp Biscuit year, and everyone was like rolling their eyes at that. And then Limp Biscuit started playing, and everyone's like, you, yeah. know, you know, you like this That's song. Right. At some point. I know this
1: tune too. Yeah, right? you're like, yeah. Okay.
2: It's not, oh, yeah, this one wasn't so bad, I guess. <laughs> and the everyone crew. had to come around. Molly Crew is going to be uh it's going to be ridiculous, but we're going there way early with
1: oh yeah, uh, you got to go zooms early. and all right. kinds
2: of re- microphones cuz it's good, between podcasts and our radio show all day. We're, I mean the people watching it that's going to be it's going to be
1: amazing. world class. Some real real pros, veterans. It'll be, be more show, fun man. than
2: seeing there's a fun in seeing me and Bill Burr years ago went to a show of Iron Maiden show that got canceled. This is before Bill was as like as popular as he was still in yeah. New York. We went to an Iron Maiden show, canceled day of, and then we just had fun. We go, let's just sit outside here and like see everybody else finding out, and, like Iron Maiden. But it's all like one kind of guy, right? A lot. <laughs> I think it uh, that Poison. Whatever, it's going to be. I've seen Poison in the last like fifteen years. Once at Jones Beach, it was Poison Cinderella. Oh, nice! And <laughs> which was great. Yeah. But it's fun to go backstage. What you see is two generation of whore. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> Sad, <laughs> saggy mom whore and her daughter, who's just like this is the trade off. Like she goes with her mom to this so her mom can try to get backstage using whatever she can, right? And then she goes with her, I guess, to like whatever you know, Kendrick Lamar show so she can uh, <laughs> do whatever she's gonna do. So it seems like that trade off because it's always like a hot daughter like texting in the background. <laughs> oh God! And her mom's
1: like just like you know those matronly arms just, matron the
2: arm, just pumping them. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Wearing the
1: leather skirt she had on at the same show like
2: fifteen oh, years. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Yeah. That's what I, I like that. to do.
2: I like watching videos of those the hair metal guys aging themselves like Sebastian Bach still performs in the tie up front like football pants oh, right. leather yeah. pants. Yeah. That he performed like in Wembley Stadium when he was like built like, you know, like a snake. And now he's like a lumbering <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Manson watching all those guys. Marilyn Manson wears a vest now. Oh, on stage, yeah. a vest and a shirt because he can't used be, to be shirtless it anymore. It used to be a
1: g-string with a pentagram on it, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. And he was but like, also just like shirtless, and right? He's yeah. like skinny and like it looks so cool.
2: And now he's like now he has to wear clothes on stage because he's ridiculous looking.
1: Yeah. Well, I you know, I can't judge. I mean, it's, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be pulling a David Coverdale anytime soon. Here, <laughs> you know, I keep my shirts nice and buttoned up to the top.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, oh yeah, there's no yeah. What, what if, a few more buttons on that go. that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's
1: all right. No. <laughs> that's why I say
2: when I wear a tank top, I've I'm wearing a tank top even for sex since day one sex. <laughs> and then people, I've had a lot of women in my life go, "Jay, take it off. I want to feel like body to body." I'm like, "You think you do? Yeah. <laughs> you think you do? But it's gonna just bum this whole situation out when I take this tank top off. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is... tank tops was holding this whole
1: situation together." <laughs> All right. Big J. Ogerson is here with us. He's at Laugh Boston uh, tonight. One show. One show tonight. Two, two tomorrow. shows tomorrow. Laughboston.com. Yes, Check it out there. Uh, before you go, I want to ask uh, I read an article where you were here in town looking for a good roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Uh, did you find one? I think what I'm
2: going to try tonight is only one show. So I'm going to go. It was a couple years ago. I did a, a, I did a TV show on Nesson. It was like yeah. a sports related comedy thing. It was the last run of the. Comedy connection, I think. Gary Goldman hosted, and I went with a bunch of the Boston comics, Tom Cotter, and a few other people. Took me to, and I believe we went by today. I think I always say Mike's roast beef, and everybody would say like, "No, you're thinking like it's
1: Kelly's." And the right the uh, no, there is a Mike's, isn't there? But there is.
2: Yeah, we drove by today actually. I think Uh, that's
1: up in. Where is it, Everett? Everett? In Everett? Yeah, there
2: it is. It wasn't too far though from like where the club is and stuff, but it's like a late night. Kind of hole in the wall place, but they took me. There. It was so good, and I've never been able to find it again. So I think we're gonna give that, a shot, or not. We'll well, give that a shot tonight.
1: Well, there's the the North. There's a group on Facebook called North Shore Beefs. You should check it out. I think yeah. you would really love it. And all they do is talk about this particular style of roast beef sandwich that you can only get north of Boston. Uh, really, and they are very strict rules. Like it can it has the place has to roast their own beef. They have to slice it a certain way, and you have to have uh you know James River barbecue sauce on it. Really, and there's a big There's a lot of contention about you to put your cheese on top or on the bottom. You know, like I like to put onion rings on it. When I get onion rings, people freak out about that. (laughs) You know, they just get crazy about it. But you got to check it out, North Shore Beefs. And the best ones we've had so far are Laundi's. I hated roast beef until I had that. That's right. He hated roast beef because all he had was like basically supermarket roast beef right and it was like gray and stringy but or
2: fatty roast beef is always yeah, pretty
1: gross yeah but these places like Londy's and Peabody is one of the best if you can make it up that far and then there's another place in Danvers called Supremes great the best ever best North, North Shore style roast beef ever horseradish sauce if you want it you can get that the James River barbecue sauce and they call that or the cheese and they call that a three way yeah I think and you put the uh, you put the onion rings on it that's a four way
2: I like horseradish. So it opens me up, so I could smell things across the street.
1: <laughs> oh, that guy farted <laughs> in that penthouse of that building over there. <laughs> Well, check that out, North Shore Beefs. I will. It's on Facebook. It's a, it's a hilarious group. And so, basically, it's just a ball-busting page. So, you put your sandwich up there and you rate it, and people go, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's crazy, know. yeah. Yeah, it's it's Look insane. at that bread. Yeah, that's not bread. There's no <laughs> onion on that bread. That's not a three-way. They get all bent out of shape about it. It's fantastic. So, But uh, good luck on that. Good luck Thank on the you, show man. tonight. Tomorrow night, Laugh Boston. Big J Oakerson, LaughBoston.com
0: uh, to get your tickets.